Last time on Pokemon Rollout. After some training, our heroes started their way toward the Monastery of the Scaled Fist. They set out and found a band of Vigoroth that was challenging traffic from the road. The team attempted to distract some of these Vigoroth with a juggling show and berries, but they still had to battle with the rest of the Pokemon. Soon it became apparent that these Vigoroth were protecting some Munchlax. After the battle, the group was able to track one of the Vigoroth back to the main camp, where they found a herd of Slacking and Snorlax, much to Professor Sneeze's excitement. With Archie translating, they found that the herd had too many mouths to feed. Our heroes developed a plan for members of the neighboring town to adopt the Munchlax and Slackoth to reduce the burden on the herd. Sadly, Florence did not make an appearance. Has she had her birthday party yet? What will happen today on Pokemon Rollout? Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul and I play Charlie 2408 Seconds Pine. I'm Michael and I play Professor Rudimentus. What the heck does that even mean, Sneed? <laughs> and I'm Lydia and I play Liliana. I'm a mesh shadow garden. Five Poland seconds. <laughs> what? You cut out. No! Five colon seven. seven. Oh my gosh, shut up. Sorry, did, did, you, did you not understand something about that, Lydia? No, I understand. I understand Don't why you guys flipped out. I just think it's silly. You got so concerned. This is the energy we're bringing to this episode. Let's play this game. So, yeah, you guys just negotiated a deal to work out between uh, this town that you were in. Uh, we arranged that the Slackoth and the, the Munchlax would help the people in the town gather things of some kind, right? Yes, and that would help manage the population as well. Yes, basically what you did is you made a deal that the people of that town would go and catch Slackoth and Munchlax with the agreement of the herds, or the slumber parties, or whatever you want to call of the, sla- of the slacking and the uh, Snorlax. I like slumber parties! <laughs> yeah, a, a, a group of Snorlax is a slumber party. Did we ask these people for money? Yes! Good. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we got that covered. Good to know where your priorities are. Yes, you asked for money, I'm certain. I think I already gave you money for it, too. Yeah, yeah, we did. And yeah. and a free tutor. We haven't gone to the tutor. Yes, you have a free move tutor in this town. My Gyarados might be able to get a water move! <laughs> how much building did you put into this tutor, Nick? How how desperate are you that we meet this character? Not much. Basically, this this is for you to be able to get a move from a move tutor. You don't necessarily need to meet the tutor if you want to. Ooh. My question is answered in that the tutor is purely mechanical, and that means I will look at it later Okay, so that we can play the game. Yes, if you guys want to figure out what you did for tutoring later, we can do that. Okay, but yeah, we'll just say we visited the tutor. Do we have a- uh, access to just uh, Fero Core and getting Pokemon and stuff? Uh, yes, you are. There is a Pokemon Center in the town. So it was around mid-afternoon-ish when you got there, so you could, like cut out for a little bit and get a little get a little bit farther before the night or you could stay the night at the town and leave in the morning wasn't there more things to do in the town uh no not in this town 
the two okay. the the two things that you saw at the other town were in almost opposite directions. From the town you were, they would make a triangle, and so both of them were heading more north. But this was kind of north and west, and the other one was north and east. I think we've got some urgency, and we should we should keep keep moving here, just because we we don't know what's 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 coming up with the uh, Flames Vagney group, what they've got planned and everything. What they've got cooking up. What they've got cooking up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they might be boiling some water, if you know what I mean. No, no, too far, old man. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> let's press on. That's my vote. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's go. Where are we going? Charlie, this way. <laughs> what, like, wh- where are we going, though? Uh, towards the north, right? We're yeah, going you guys seem mountain. to be like you were heading to Loki. Yeah. Or, or to the Monastery of the Scaled Fist, which Lowkeep would be the first place for it. Right, we're headed towards the Monastery, ultimately, right? Yeah. That's our mm-hmm. next gym? That The Monastery is the next gym, or the next gym yeah. that you guys have been directed towards, yes. So we're, we're headed to Lowkeep on the way there. Alright, as you head out, the kind of mid-afternoon is turning towards afternoon and then evening, and finally night is starting to fall. Uh, there don't seem to be any towns nearby. What do you do for to go to, for sleep? Well, I think our traditional uh, process has been that we uh, take shifts on on this, mm-hmm. especially with uh, how things have been going. So uh, <laughs> at least for the time being, I'm going to retain the same team that I had previously. Mm. And I, I think I will take the first shift with uh, my new friend, Harry the Absol. And are you just stopping where you are? Yeah, we should probably just camp, pitch tents and... I say, like, give me a survival check if you want to find somewhere suitable to camp, or you could just kind of, you know, I guess camp in the middle of the jungle. I think I'll find somewhere suitable to camp, so we don't just camp in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> I'll help you look. Same. <laughs> no, I won't. Survival of ten. I got an eleven. I got Ooh. poked by a weedle. I got a three. <laughs> three. All right. Wow. You're able to corral Charlie. As you guys are all kind of working together, uh, you are able to find a lovely, you know, box canyon with an overhang and a spring with water flowing through it. There doesn't seem to be any exits from the box canyon, but there's one entrance into it. Too soon, too soon. Right? (laughs) I remember I'm having flashbacks. You also find a uh, small clearing near a bend in in a stream. There's kind of a place where kind of the trees have, are far enough away that there's enough flat ground that you can work with. It doesn't look like it's going to rain tonight. In any case, so this is a little more open and a little more clear, and uh, it's a, it's away from the dense foliage of the jungle. Uh, why don't we go to that clearing over there, just so we don't kind of get ourselves uh, pushed into a corner again? Okay, sounds good to me. Let's let's avoid the the corners. I agree. Uh, Harry and I will take out on our, our first watch. You ready for Harry? And I assume uh, Harry the Absol hops out and just kind of gives a a nod and uh, goes and starts looking around for you know helping me keep watch. Keep our bags safe this time. That wasn't on me. Uh-huh. Wasn't that your watch? No. I got the bags from off the top of the cliff. I don't know. I was asleep. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> okay, can I get perception checks and focus checks from both you and Harry? The All right, starting with Charlie's perception. It's real good. How far are we out into the clearing? Like, are we still relatively close to the trees, or are we, like, out in the middle of the clearing? It's not a very large clearing, so it's, like, just enough for tents and things there. Like, it's literally on a bend in this kind of small stream. Liliana is going to climb up into a tree and sleep there. Yeah, that's completely acceptable. Give... Okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> now you're making me question my life choices. 
Alright, Charlie's perception is a 17. Okay. Charlie's focus <laughs> is a 4. Okay. And then Harry. Remember, focus is not Charlie's strong suit, but Harry, who has a focus of 3d6, which is uh, 12. And a perception is also 3d6, is a 7. Charlie, you don't seem to notice much of anything. Uh, everything seems calm and quiet. You're looking around. There's normal uh, jungle sounds, but nothing seems to be bothering you very much. And that means you fall asleep about an hour in. <laughs> Can't help it, guys. I'm just dealing with 1d6 in focus. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you are woken up a few times by Harry kind of like poking you, but it seems like he eventually just kind of gives up. But he does wake you up four hours later at the end of your shift, and nothing seems to have changed. All right, good boy, Harry. Good job. Good job. He shakes his head really quickly and seems to hide a little bit of bedhead and then nods solemnly. <laughs> Who's taking second shift? I can. All right, so Charlie goes over and uh, nudges Professor Sneeze relatively gently, like, come on, Sneeze, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. Um, hey, um, Melody, Melody, wake up. Let's, uh, let's keep watch, shall we? So Melody and I keep watch. Okay. Give me perception and focus checks for each of you. I'm going to roll Melody's first. Melody's perception is a 10 and focus is oh, 11. Okay. I have to say the irony of a uh, Pokemon known to like sing and Pokemon and put other Pokemon to sleep saying awake for a watch is a bit. The ir irony is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My perception is six. Focus is three. So there you go, Charlie. <laughs> So, both of you are kind of sitting there, it's the darkest hours of the night, everything is still and quiet, and Melody, not really realizing it, starts humming to herself. Mm, good. And so, Professor Sneeze, you get an un basically an uninterrupted night's rest, except for a few moments before and after. Uh, Melody eventually kind of pokes you to wake you up after your four hours are done. Uh, nothing seems to have changed. We're all good. All right. Um, let's let's wake up Liliana so she can take the next watch. She's in a tree. Uh, I'll throw a rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> she smacks it out of the air. <laughs> There's got to be a better way to do this. Um, Melody, Melody, hey, can you, uh, here, I'll, I'll climb up on your shoulders. Can you, like, s breathe in and, and, and expand a little bit and, and raise me up and I'll, I'll wake her up. So... I'll, I'll climb on Melody's shoulders and she'll do her inflate. Yes. Uh, inflatable capability. Up to 125% her normal size. Uh, her power is three. Yep, so that I'll rise up a little bit <laughs> and try to wave. You kind of get up on her and you, you just kind of sink <laughs> into her a little bit. You don't end up much higher than you were before. And while, while you do that, Melody makes a... <laughs> Sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. <laughs> but but is it high enough? <laughs> Can the sound itself just be enough to wake me up? <laughs> uh, give me a perception check, Liliana. Ooh, I got a 20. Yes, Ooh. the noise is enough to wake you up. You're a pretty light sleeper, I'm guessing. What are you doing down there? You wasted a 20 on a perception check? Dude, right? <laughs> Why is it always when we roll really good, it's for really useless things like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good morning to you too, Sneeze. It's, it, it, 
it's your turn for the watch. <clears throat> I'm going to go back to sleep. Uh, are you taking a Pokemon with you? Of course, I'm taking Grunge with me. Okay, give me uh, focus and perception checks for both you and Grunge. Okay. Wait, how long are we sleeping for? Since you guys don't have natural light, it's uh, darkness can last for 10 to 12 hours. All right. I mean, it's it's still mid to late spring, so we're not getting to eight hours of dark. So 10 focus for Liliana and 17 okay. perception. Okay. Also, too, can I just say it? That while uh, Michael was describing Melody lifting Professor Sneeze up, <laughs> I just had this picture of like the morning sunrise coming up behind Professor Sneeze as he's like slowly getting <laughs> raised up into the trees. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to rolling. It was probably three hour, uh, three hour shifts each instead of four hour shifts. Uh, Twenty perception for Grunge okay. and nine focus. Both of you are kind of sitting pretty well, and uh, you have nothing to compare it to but both of you seem to be doing a little bit better than the two evil before you if you knew to think oh maybe it's too late to insert this can i also say too that like before we start our shift liliana and grunge like go and walk around the area because she just has a feeling especially after charlie did the first shift she's not quite trusting of him right now <laughs> hey i mean <laughs> okay yeah um that can be part of like the perception check that goes into it is like part of you walking the perimeter Cool. It is very still and quiet around you. You can hear like uh, night sounds of Pokemon moving around, but there's nothing seems to be in your area. It seems very quiet. You notice Grunge kind of nodding off every once in a while, and you do feel a little sleepy as well. But you're kind of able to keep yourself awake and bump Grunge awake when he's when he's falling asleep at maybe roughly two, uh, roughly maybe an hour and a half, two hours or so before dawn. Um, you see just for a second a Pokemon head kind of pops out. It has a green mushroom-like cap on top of its head with beige gills on the top, uh, underneath the green cap and around berry-like growth with a hole on the middle on either side of the cap. It has an, like, one black oval-shaped eye looks over at you and, like, and there's a, like, a beak mouth of, with the same beige as those frills were on it. It kind of looks over at you and then it kind of ducks down under the foliage and you kind of hear it very, like, kind of quietly move away. Besides that, everything's pretty nice and quiet. Just as dawn starts to break you know it's like you, you've been kind of keeping yourself awake but maybe you're you were missing a few things because of dozing but nothing too major grunge is also kind of dozing off but you're both able to keep yourself awake for the most part so just as dawn is kind of breaking the smell of cooking fish drifts mm. past your ears it's not magic harp you can you can tell we're we're very familiar with that smell <laughs> <laughs> We all smell this. We're all waking up, right? Liliana is the only one awake, but you got could it. wake to the smell if you like, since it's dawn, and both of you got basically nine hours of sleep. <laughs> and some good cooking happening. Mm. Yeah, it smells good. Uh, Liliana, are you cooking up some basculin or, or some uh, sea king or what, what? What is that? Why would I be cooking meat? Do you really think that would be me? Does that seem like a Liliana thing? I mean, it's surprising, sure, but I wasn't going to question. I, I, you know, add a little dill to that, I think. But at this time, you distantly hear a voice start kind of whistling. I, th I think there's someone else in, in these woods. Let's go find them. Maybe they'll share some breakfast with us. Grunge, go find them. Grunge hops up and immediately goes running off after it. Grunge, friends! <laughs> he kind of disappears out of sight around one of the trees, and the whistling breaks off and you hear just a chuckle. <laughs> And uh, Grunge barking happily. Sounds friendly. Let's let's check it out. I will follow after Grunge. Yep, Charlie too. Mm -hmm. As you're coming around the corner, you see Grunge kind of down on the ground, just eating at what seems to be a bit of fish. No, 
<laughs> He's a carnivore. He's gonna eat meat. Don't betray me, my son. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing that. Uh, you also notice that just around, like literally almost just around on the other side of this tree is a large uh, squat quadruped Pokemon with bumpy bluish green skin. Uh, it has small circular red eyes, a short blunt snout, and a wide mouth with two pointed teeth on the upper jaw and four on the lower jaw. On the top of its head are small pointed ears with reddish pink insides. There's three clawed toes on each foot. And there's a large pink white spotted flower on its back that's supported by a thick brown trunk surrounded by green fronds. You notice at, at the top of it there's a small seed in the center of the flower as well. Leaning up against one of the legs, just kind of sitting on the ground next to a very small fire that has a couple of fish. And you notice there's a couple of like what seem to be apples or different fruits also kind of in the coals of the fire. So they're cooking and ready to go as well. Is a tall man who looks like he could be anywhere from 40 to 70 years old. His close cropped beard and hair are both a uniform iron gray, and his skin is looks like beaten leather from years out in the sun. He's wearing what seems to be just like basically casual clothes, almost like a fishing vest, and he's got a nice wide-brimmed hat and over one eye, and has a fishing rod in the stream. And he looks over to you. This is Bakul. Oh, hey! Bakul! Glad to see that Grunge is doing well. What, what are you doing way up here? I had some business in the area. A town actually asked me for a favor. Longstanding. I'm, I'm glad that I was actually looking for some travelers to help out. I'm glad it's your group. Sure. What? Uh, what I, I don't want to speak for everybody else. What can we get for our efforts? <laughs> it's a small matter, and it's been... It, it'll be... It's okay. We don't need any help. I, it's it's pure benefit for you, I promise. <laughs> oh. I'm sure you don't. I'm going to do a quick Pokemon ed on the, the Venusaur behind him. Ah, <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, thank you. I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Dang it. That... Uh, 16. <laughs> yes, it is a Venusaur. Okay. You also notice that uh, kind of next to him is a Slowbro that is also kind of staring oh, wow. at the water with like <laughs> one hand in it. And then it kind of lifts up its hand and there's a fish in it and it just kind of tosses it to one side. <laughs> Um, out, of, out of curiosity, I assume I assume I know the answer to this, but does it say Cantonian Slowbro? It is Cantonian, yes. Okay. There's a unique uh, situation in the town. Uh, they have a unique connection to a certain area nearby, and uh, that connection has certain duties that, as due to situations, they're unable to fulfill. But I suggested that trainers would actually jump at the chance, as long as they were discreet. Um, I will have to ask for your discretion in this situation before I move farther. I ask you not to uh, share what you see. In this area, don't worry it's nothing dangerous it's nothing dangerous to you i should say it's, it's only dangerous to what you will see if you if you share it there's a lot of hedging going on i'm gonna roll an intuition just and not that i necessarily distrust mccool but that's gonna be 23 intuition mccool is a difficult person to read but you're able to pick up that in this particular situation he genuinely wants to show you what he's showing you and he's acting with the intention of protecting something he believes is worth protecting that is of no danger to anyone else like literally he doesn't he, he wants to make sure you don't tell anyone because it would hurt the thing that he's showing you not you charlie rolls a pokemon education to see if you can figure out what pokemon is discreet <laughs> it's a four. What? I don't have a discreet in my Pokedex. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I, I don't think Charlie like uh, like Charlie just thumbs through his Pokedex, sees if he can figure it out. But he's just he just sits there puzzled. <laughs> I trust you, or else I wouldn't even be asking you for the situation. I, I don't want to speak for everybody else, but yeah, well, we can we can probably help. 
right? Yeah, I mean, we got nothing else going on, do we? Well, I mean, we we do, but like we can we can take a minute and and help out. This is on the way to Loki. Oh, you know we're on our way to Loki. How do you know that? I mean, he's a gym leader, and we collected a gym badge. That's true. Yeah, you you make a good point this time. <laughs> Did Charlie and Professor Sneeze just switch roles for a minute? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel like that happened. Can, can we get a reset on this episode? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you all agreed to be discreet. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Char- Charlie wants to see if there are cool Pokemon. Very good. Then. All right. And he stands up and just collapses the fishing rod and stores it in um, a pack that's sitting on the Venusaur. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody kind of passes the Venusaur and then returns it and uh, returns the Slowbro as well. He says, all right, uh, come with me then. And he's just, he starts walking roughly north. Yeah, so this town has been in a relationship with a certain uh, ecosystem of Pokemon for quite a long time now. It's a very fragile ecosystem and so it needs careful tending. This is generally done by removing one of the Pokemon, not destroying, but simply removing them for care elsewhere at certain times and in certain periods. Unfortunately, at this time, they don't have enough trainers or people available to care for the Pokemon, and so they've had to ask for outside help. I will say I'll be able to give you more details once we reach the location itself, of course, but I will have to ask that you will need to restrict the amount of Pokemon you capture. (sighs) Just as long as he doesn't catch you. <laughs> Charlie's spirits brighten. Ha ha! <laughs> sure, that's that's not a problem. Uh, tell me, how have your journeys been going? <laughs> well, we we've we've earned three badges altogether now, so I think we're making pretty good time. Of course, badges are important. But what about your journeys in the lands? In the lab. Land. Well, well, I mean, we've had some interesting encounters with um, the Flames of Agni. It seems like they've got a pretty intense following going on. I, I think they believe in, in their plans, but I don't know that they're necessarily beneficial to the region as a whole or to humankind or Pokemon kind. I have heard that they've been getting more active, especially farther north. Oh, farther north. Good. Uh, well, far, farther north in the D region. I'm sorry. I miss, I, I, oh. I spoke incorrectly. I suppose there isn't much of the, of the Flames of Agony in the Chan. <laughs> it's the morning. You're good. I think we also met someone from the north. Uh, one, of the, one of the futurists, I think they were. There was a futurist this far south. Uh, yeah, she had like pink hair, and she was like really scaring this one dude, and kept smiling, kept changing hair, color. and liked her liked her archetypes. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, they they tend to keep to their side of the mountain. Oh, oh well. Oh, we also won some fossils. Well, we didn't, <laughs> but Professor sneezed in. And then we got jumped by a horde of Pokemon. So that was fun. Oh, so so you enjoy fossils? Well, the nerd does. <laughs> Some interesting Pokemon that come from fossils. It's, it's a shame that they died out so long ago, but... Hey, circle of life, man. I suppose. Uh, as you're kind of walking and talking, you get to more mountainous areas, and eventually you get to kind of a small cave that's basically just like a recess in the mountain that he starts walking towards, and as walking, he kind of stops and goes, oh, b- before I forget, and he does, like, there was a larger pack on the Venusaur that kind of went in with the Pokeball. Uh, but he has a smaller pack with him as well. And take these. I'm sorry, they won't be a perfect fit, but they should. Any of them should fit each of you. Huh? The the cave temperature is different than you'd be expecting. And he kind of lays them out. There's a giant puffy pink winter coat complete with a hood. Oh, that's for Professor Sneeze all the way. <laughs> 
There, there's like a sleek black pea coat with a pair of fluffy black earmuffs on top with it as well. And uh, there is a warm, thick, ye- uh, bright yellow robe complete with hood. I'll take that pea coat, but I ain't wearing those earmuffs. Mm-mm. Put them in your pocket at least. You may change your mind. Nope, I'm good, old man. Young man? I don't know. Sneeze will take the big pink one. <laughs> I mean, he, he is apparently older than you are, so... I... He's older than Professor Sneeze is. Yep. Oh, yeah, old man. Uh, you said there was a, a yellow yellow coat in the hood. A yellow robe, yellow robe that is hooded with flames on the bottom. <laughs> it does. It does not seem to fade into orange on the uh, edges. Not in this light. <laughs> uh, Charlie will. Uh, so we're picking these things out to wear. Yes. Charlie's gonna take the yellow robe. Does this make me look like a wiggly tough? <laughs> McCool also took out for himself some like uh, thicker leathers to, that he wore. Hey, why is yours so cool? Because he's McCool, obviously. Hey. Oh, of course. Ever since that slang came out. <laughs> well. <laughs> He leads you into uh, this crack. Uh, it, it opens up a little bit afterwards. As you're going now, you can see little bits of crystal, suggesting that this is part of the crystal caverns, or at least near to it. And they're just small flecks here and there. The temperature drops about 20 degrees the moment you enter into the cavern. And as you're walking, it keeps dropping. You started out in spring edging towards summer weather, and now it's pretty much late fall, early winter, and it keeps getting colder. (laughs) That's why I had the coats and, of course, the earmuffs. Charlie brings up the classic line, I'm from the north, this isn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I slept on the streets, I'm fine. You guys, uh, being from Minnesota, you guys all know that you've pulled that out before. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course. course. Uh, As you're moving, you kind of get to one slightly bigger cavern. It has like a packed dirt floor. It's not uh, so much rock in areas, but it's dirt. And uh, there's like smaller mounds and humps through it that point, um, it kind of leads through, it narrows out again, and then looks like it's going to open up around a bend. McCool stops and turns towards you and says, Alright, I can give you a little more information here. Residing in this cave area here, uh, which seems to be cut off from the rest of the caverns, there's no caves leading out, there's only this one entrance in the areas large enough for a human or even most Pokemon uh, leading out of this area. Uh, Residing in this is a Pokemon that is thought extinct by most of the larger worlds. Their own body heat, or I suppose lack thereof, keeps this cavern in a constant cold temperature, uh, which allows for themselves to thrive and the other Pokemon around them to live and thrive as well, using uh, the berries that also grow in this area. It's a fairly fragile ecosystem, though. Once any of these Pokemon grow large enough, or enough of them are born, uh, it begins to become too cold even for them, and especially for the other Pokemon that are living with them. Too few, however, and it'll become too warm and they'll quickly perish. We cannot stay very long ourselves, even our body heat is enough to start disrupting the system. What I ask at the moment is, uh, you can capture any of the Pokémon in here that you like. However, I will ask that one of you catch one of these previously thought extinct Pokémon to take with you, because that's what we need to balance this out. It's becoming a bit too cold at this point. And only catch one of any of the other type of Pokemon here. This is a very fragile ecosystem. I want to keep it as careful as possible. I'm going to roll a Pokemon Ed to see if I know what he's talking about. Okay. Um, I am a paleontologist also. <laughs> mm-hmm. Paul has an idea. Charlie's probably clueless. <laughs> 17 
And then depending, like, do I do I know what he's talking about there? First off, yes. With your okay, like, given your best guess with what he's talking about there, the only Pokemon you can think of that would give off cold and also be thought extinct of that's well known enough would be an Amoris or a, sorry, Amora or gotcha. the, of the Amora line. A M O A M A U R A. Oh, gotcha. Okay, this is not a Pokemon that I, Michael, am familiar with. Mm-hmm. Since I I know that as Sneeze, I'm going to say, oh, are, are you talking about Amora? Yes, I believe that is the name. That, they, they have been thought extinct, I guess, until until this this moment. So that's that's very exciting. Um, the village nearby has known of their existence since, as far as they've known. They've carefully tended this area. This is amazing. This this would inject. I, of course, I promise to be discreet. But think of the research papers that could be written. I won't, of course, but think of them. That could be. With the four of us here, we have perhaps half an hour before we would disrupt this irreversibly. Oh well, we better move. Where 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 are they? Uh, just in the next area here. The reason we know the time more is hard lessons. None of the mounds that you see in this room are naturally formed. Oh no. So like people put them there? People built them? People built them as a reminder of what lies beneath them. That's so depressing. I don't like to think about that any more <laughs> than I have to. It's gonna come all too soon for me. Uh, let's move forward. <laughs> yeah, it's not good when people like build things where Pokemon live. That's not cool. Charlie, let's go capture these Pokemon. <laughs> I can't believe I have to tell you this. As you're going around the corner, a noise that has been kind of at the back of your awareness becomes more aware because it's just a quiet chiming sounds uh, mixed with deeper, like almost brassy-ish tones, but they're also very soft. And so, and it's just, it's a strange just rhythm that bounces through this, this chiming, and then every once in a while there's kind of a deeper tone goes with it. And you enter into this larger area and there are enough crystals in the area that seem to be lightly glowing on their own that this area is actually decently lit. It almost, you could almost convince yourself that it's, you are uh, looking at this at a night sky. Crystals aren't as numerous as stars, and they're somewhat larger, but they do have that feeling of being dotted in the blackness. The ground is completely covered in a thin layer of ice, but Professor Sneeze, you can kind of tell with everything that that there's some new ice growth in this area Mm. here, so it's not it. Like, there's old, old ice on this. Like, some of this has never melted, but it looks Mm. like uh, the, the ice has gotten a little bit thicker more recently. And the chiming and things kind of resolves itself and you see these small round Pokemon floating through the air with uh, mainly a bluish white body. Uh, They have beady little yellow eyes and three stubby limbs kind of dotted equidistant around their circular body. They have a horizontal amaranth colored pattern, so a, a kind of a reddish and underneath its body extends a long tag-like tail that has that same uh, red patterning on the bottom. And then there's a yellow globular growth sticking out of the top of its head. And they're floating through there, and as they're floating, they're making these light chiming noises. Uh, you see a couple of them going to different, like, very dark-leaved bushes are in the areas, mm-hmm. too. They seem to be getting just enough light from crystals above to grow. And there's a very, very small berry sitting on them. Every once in a while, one of them will reach down with the tag and grab up a berry and kind of pop it into its mouth. As these are chiming around, you also see them get a little bit closer to these flat, circular, blue-green discs with uh, six dark blue spheres bulging from around the rim. And as you're looking, two round yellow eyes kind of blink open on one of the discs, which makes the sphere in the center look more like a nose. 
And then there are four small circle, circles around that as well. Um, you can kind of see them. They seem to be floating slightly in the air as well. Looking at the back one, and there's a crest resembling an herb or a branch on their backs of them. And every once in a while, as the floating rounder Pokemon get close to one of the disc-like Pokemon, they kind of bump into them. And as they bump into them, they make that brassy, almost symbol-like tone. Also, kind of dotted around the ground and darting a little more around are these circular Pokemon. They look like legless lumps that are running around because they have such thick fur. And it's thick white fur. They seem to be, ha like, the fur even seems to cover their eyes. And then it has a bright pink pig-like nose on the front of the lump that it sometimes digs around at the ground with, but usually those seem to be more clustered around the bushes to eating as well, or clustered in little clumps, but they kind of dot back and forth. They're the most movement in the area. They weren't as noticeable right away because of their white fur coloring that kind of matches with the ice. They're kind of dotted moving around as well in little her in little, yeah, little herds. Finally, in the area, just kind of walking around in very small groups, there only seem to be at most a dozen of them that you can see in this area are the Pokemon that Professor Sneeze especially was expecting to see, a quadruped dinosaurian Pokemon that's light blue with a white underbelly. Uh, they have long necks, short stubby tails, and a single white claw on each hind foot. Above each of their large deep blue eyes is an iridescent sail-like structure. They're yellow at the bottom and then fade up towards pink on the tips. And then on each side of their bodies is kind of a dark blue crystal. Basically just one herd that's just moving in this area. None of the Pokemon react over much to your presence. Um, and as one of the Amora, as you mentioned, as uh, Professor Sneeze mentioned, as one of them gets closer to you, the temperature drops a little bit again and then comes back up as it walks away. I am going to roll a Pokemon Ed on the rest of these, uh, the other three. And that's 17. Floating round Pokemon that are kind of bluish white with the red are uh, Chimeco. They're psychic type Pokemon uh, that are able to make ultrasonic waves and other noises. And they use seven different echoing cries to communicate with others. Oftentimes they live in grasslands and woods, but they can be found in the mountains in different areas as well. Hmm. It's not necessarily unusual that they're in the area here. The disc-like Pokemon are Bronzor, which are steel and psychic type Pokemon. These Pokemon were first seen in ancient tombs, and objects resembling them have been found in tombs as well. A lot of scientists have believed Bronzor used to be reflective. Tried performing x-rays on them, but it just doesn't seem to work. There's lore that if you polish a Bronzor, it will make its surface reflect the truth, but Bronzor almost universally hate being polished. <laughs> and... Do I recognize the other one? Yes. The last one's a little harder to actually put together because they're not their normal color. Swinub, or Swinub, I believe I call them Swinub, are usually brown with stripes. Uh, if you had to guess, you'd guess that years of living underground have caused these to essentially be natural albinos. Gotcha. Albinos, Swinub. Albinub. They are ice and grounds type Pokemon. Professor Sneeze, you are be a little happy that you didn't make any food this morning yourself because mm. Swinub are well known for bacon, charging attractive smells and just mobbing them. So you might have been mobbed by Swinub if you had if you had made anything beforehand. But what what a cute mobbing that would be though. Mm -hmm. That would be adorable. 
<laughs> so just to just to clarify, McCool, you, you you suggest that each of us catch one of these Amora. I mean, the heart there doesn't look no. Uh, large. Only that... only one Amora. Oh, only one total. Okay, yes, that only makes more one sense. total, and then only one from each of the others total. But you can pick any of those, and you don't need to take any of those if you do not wish to. Understood. I don't understand what that sentence means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a very interesting Pokemon, that Amora. Who, who here would like to, to capture that? Charlie raises his hand. Uh, be aware you wouldn't be able to capture any other Pokemon. He's he's asking you to catch three Pokemon total. Three Pokemon total. So it's, it's not just, it's not like player's choice to catch all the things that you want to catch. It, it is it is player's choice, but you each get to you you can each only pick one and don't pick, you can't pick each other's. And one person has to pick the Amora. So I mean, uh, Charlie under those conditions, Charlie wants to catch any of them, but. He says, "Well, Professor Sneeze, you're you're certain to get this really nice uh, collection of fossil kind Pokemon. So, I mean, do you want this one? I would be fascinated. I, I mean, I I, I I dabbled in paleontology uh, in in my university days, uh, and and of course I, I enjoy studying Pokemon fossils. And so, the, yes, this this Amora. Would All right, be- so the Amara is for you." And Charlie wanted the al- uh, albinub, so. Well, I think I think that's that's a a, a fair uh, distribution here. That sounds good. If you can go, you can go to each of your Pokemon and see which one would like to join you. Oh, so we don't have to fight them? I I think. <laughs> Char- Charlie's sitting here about. We'll avoid a fight if we can help it, Charlie. No, no. Before you, before you say that, Charlie goes, Bernie, come out. Yeah, Bernie comes out. No, that'll make it too hot, too hot, too hot, Charlie. That will make things a little more. That that does decrease your time a bit, bringing out a fire type. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell him not to use any fire no, moves. He's it's got okay. Body temperature, as, Charlie. As a fire type, he is decreasing your time. Uh, fine, come back. I'm gonna run over. No, I'm not gonna run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Be my friend. <laughs> Breathe, breathe, breathe all over them. <laughs> Raise your body temperature. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm going to uh, head towards the Amora. Uh, give me an acrobatics check. Oh my gosh, are you serious? You're on ice. This is this is not. No, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what did you? <laughs> What did you roll? I'm not going to play your game anymore. I'm taking my Pokeballs and going home. Um, I rolled a two. Okay, uh, you do kind of slip and slide your way there. Hold on. Let me see what I've got here. Really quick, with my survival knowledge here, and if I have to roll, that's fine. Would sending out any Pokemon decrease our time? Probably, since you are bringing out any Pokemon with a body temperature would likely do so. Do steel types have body temperature? Depends on the steel type. Arthur um, is out. Arthur, Arthur probably does not. <laughs> I don't. Not Arthur. Uh, I'm looking at Gummy, my Wormadam. It is steel and bug, and technically a living Pokemon. You're a living Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, got him. <laughs> Let's get you a burn heal for that one. <laughs> the thing is, like, you do. He did say you had about half an hour. So if you're catching the Pokemon and going, it's not like you're massively decreasing your time. Right. There is. There is some. Like, I'm. I'm thinking since it's not a fire type, at least, and it's a steel type, it'll probably be not as It fast. wouldn't be too bad, and especially as bug and steel, it probably wouldn't do, do too much in terms of body temperature, but... Well, I want to send out Gummy. Here's my plan. I want Gummy out so that Gummy can use the threaded ability that she okay. has. 
so that I can hold on to that. Not necessarily to like Tarzan it over there, but so that I've got maybe some extra stability uh, while I'm heading over. Ooh, ooh, maybe even better. What if um, Gummy used her threaded thread stuff, mm-hmm. shooting some 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 silky string at my feet so that it added some friction to the ice I'm walking on. Does that, does the science work out on that? The polka science? I will accept it. Yes. You are able to walk a little more easily. Yes. You're still kind of slipping and sliding, but you're, you're able to. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to play that out. Gummy, gummy, come on out. Hey, gummy. Um, so, and we're, we're not battling yet. So just wait. I, I need to get across this ice, uh, over to those Pokemon over there. What I'm thinking is, uh, you can uh, expand my footwear horizons with uh, with that uh, fancy silky stuff you got going on there. Uh, so, hey, can you shoot my feet really quick? <laughs> Gummy stares at you as a bug-type Pokemon. <laughs> You're a bug-type Pokemon. And then it shoots out a threaded thing at your feet, sticking your feet to the floor. That, that, that was a that was. I love the enthusiasm. On the other foot, can you can you do just a little less? Just just tone it back. Up to As that. you're kind of ripping your foot, you realize that when you step on the part of the ice that was threaded, that gives you better friction. Oh wait, hold on. Maybe not my feet. Wait, don't shoot my foot. Shoot the ice, and then I'll walk on the on on the the thread that you shoot on the ice, and it'll make a pathway. Here, how big are you? <laughs> oh, uh, weight is one. Power two. Size is small. So it's a pretty small Pokemon. Okay, so my my question is, can I pick a, a Wormadam up? Yes, you should be able to pick a Wormadam up just fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you in front of me. You just shoot the ground with your with your thread ahead of me and i'll walk on that on the way over so <laughs> uh, just so everyone can get this visual concretely in their minds professor sneeze in a big fluffy pink coat is holding a big fluffy pink wormadam <laughs> shooting thread in front of him onto the ice so that he can walk across it <laughs> liliana and uh charlie standing near mccool still hear him kind of muttering his breath I do appreciate the coordination. <laughs> okay, so you make your way towards the Amora, which actually kind of gather together into more of like a herd clump as you get closer and turn to face you. They don't seem they don't seem afraid, but they are more wary. As you're about maybe ten feet away, the threads suddenly stop. Oh. Uh, you hear a very light snore because Gummy is a bug type in the middle of a very cold temperature. I suppose I should have expected that. All right. Thank you, Gummy. You did an excellent job. Come on back. I can make it the rest of the way. Uh, are you just going towards the Amora, or are you going towards a specific Amora? Well, here. Let's combine that into this Pokemon Ed role that I was planning to use in place of Charm. Uh, I rolled a 19. What type of Amora are you looking for? Like, what adjective descriptor? Adjective descriptor. The Italian um, one. The Italian. I want the Italian in, one. Instead of over its eyes, they're on either side of its mouth, as is like a little mustache. That's Amora. <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah. Do Do any of them stand out as far as like coloration or like those those ear flappy, eye flappy thingies that they've got over their heads? Yeah. Any of those look unique or different? I'm looking really quick since since I got um, since I could recognize them from a description. I'm looking at it in the Pokedex yes. too, and I see that the female variety is far less common. Yes. So if I'm looking in terms of like rarity, if I can find maybe a female. Okay, you're looking for a female uh, and one that has uh, brighter coloration. 
or, or distinct. Or yeah. More, yeah, more distinct coloration. Okay. Roll a D100 for me. Ooh, all right. 83. Is he rolling for a shiny? As you're getting closer and looking for, uh, there are two Amora that sort of stand out for you. And as you kind of zero in on those two, the rest of the herd, almost seeming to notice what you're doing, step away and leave the two Amora in front of you. One of them has more stark coloration. It's like the blue, the light blue of his skin is a little bit deeper and almost seems to match the crystal a little bit more. Instead of yellow fading to pink, uh, the yellow fades fully into like a deeper orange, almost a red. You uh, have a sudden memory of a cloak. It's not necessarily exactly the same. <laughs> Got it. The other one is fairly typical, not major in coloration, different things there, but you notice that that one is female. Gotcha. Uh, it is not the only female, you're fairly certain, which is necessary for this thing to survive, but... Right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it this way. Just a peek behind the curtain here, I just rolled a, a D percentile again to decide which one I was going to go for, and I rolled 50. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own decision, Sneeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I know is technically like on the low half, but still, it's a 50. With that 19 in Pokemon Ed, in place of charm, I'm going to introduce myself. Hi, I'm, I'm Professor Sneeze, and I'm looking to help out you and your herd, and I'd like one of you to come along on my journey with me. And I, I don't know which one of you is, is more interested in, in adventure, but uh, one of you can come with me, uh, whoever, whoever really, really wants it. So I'll, I'll let you decide amongst yourselves who, who is more interested in coming along with me here between, between the two of you. And if you can't decide, I will. Both of the Amora <laughs> regard you steadily. Give me a general education check. Ooh, okay. 19. Little bits of what McCool has been mentioning before sort of filter through for you here that this is something that's been going on for this village as long as they can remember. This is a small village in the middle of the brooding jungle. This was the time for this to happen, but they didn't have the situations going on. This is a ritual that's been going on for a very long time. And to, to a point that the Amora herd essentially knows their steps just as well as anyone growing up in that village. As you could see by the herd stepping back the moment you showed any sort of like even subliminal interest on two of them, you choose. Got it. All right, let's, uh... oh man, this is a tough choice. I'm going to, I'm going to roll a, a D percentile again, and this one's going to decide it, even if it's a 50. All right, I'm going for the, uh, the okay. female. That was a 62. Um, Almost um, before you make your decision, the more brightly colored one steps back into the herd. Wow. Okay. Here, I guess. I hold out a a Pokeball. I I hope you'll you'll honor me by joining my team. Uh, The Amora watches you and then kind of bows its head. And as it bows its head, it touches the Pokeball. Ding! Congratulations. You captured a level 26 female Amora. Mm -hmm. Yay! I, I, that's exciting! Charlie and Liliana, what are you guys doing? So, as we said, Charlie uh, wants to get one of the Swinub, so he goes and he walks up to uh, the small herd of Swinub. There are actually several clumps around, oh, so you go several to the clumps. Nearest, okay, cool. So and I walk... <laughs> it's like there's several clumps and then there's like little ones. Like they, They're all interconnected because they keep darting between them and like moving to the bushes and stuff, but... 
Um, so I walk to uh, one of the clumps with maybe some of the younger looking ones, I guess. I don't know. Maybe this is a bad idea, but I, I go and I kind of uh, uh, kneel down by them. Uh, I uh, use my occult education to regale them with a tale of, uh, of an, another white, a white mammal swine. <laughs> Sidebar, like I, I, this is like Charlie's go-to story. Like, oh, you you're this type of a Pokemon. Well, you're. Uh, I have a story about an evolved Pokemon of yours. Uh, but uh, but no, this one here, um, <laughs> this mammoth swine uh, made it through the harshest of winters, and it uh, was a great help to uh, to humans, and it would uh, help rescue them if they uh, met peril in the mountains. They would bring them uh, uh, kegs of water to help them uh, stay hydrated, and uh, they're just really amazing Pokemon. And I'd really like to have one of you come along with me and help me out. Should I roll a charm on that? Yes. Okay. All right, we got ourselves a ten, 19 in uh charm 19 all right you soon have the group kind of turns towards you and uh as you're talking they kind of it kind of grows more sizable and so there seem to be several around you and you're like oh this story's going really well until uh one of them finally noses up towards your pack and starts going after it uh they're after your berries oh (laughs) i have berries yep (laughs) i just looked you have berries I think this would be fun. I'm like, hey, no, what what are you doing? And, like, so whichever one is in my, um, they're, like, rooting around <laughs> for berries. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you'll allow me to do it, like, whatever one is rooting around in there actually comes and nudges one of my Pokeballs. That is perfectly fine, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, it gets captured and so... Boop, boop, booyah? Once, twice, ding. Congratulations, you captured a level 26 female Swinup. All right. Uh, it has the capability Blind Sense. Blind Sense? This is a capability or just a bil- It is ability? a capability. Okay. Blind. All right, cool. All right, and then what is Liliana doing? She is going to kind of scope out the sturdiest looking bronzor and then skate over to it. So I don't know if you want me to do an athletics or an acrobatics check. Uh, yeah, acrobatics for it. Sweet. And try and do some tricks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ten. Uh, you don't fall over. Yay. Uh, can I get a Pokemon education to find the sturdiest? Yes, once I find where that is on my sheet. Okay. Eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are able to pick out one that seems to be reasonably sturdy. They're all pretty sturdy Pokemon. But... Um, She's going to pop the collar on her coat, take out a Pokeball from her pocket, and just hold it out to the bronzer and be like, all right, let's go, dude. Genderless dude. <laughs> Give me a charm check. Charm? Ugh. <laughs> Ooh, I got a tent. <laughs> the bronzor looks at you for enough time for it to just grow uncomfortable, and then it floats forward and touches the Pokeball. <laughs> Congratulations, you captured a level 26 genderless, because bronzor don't have gender, bronzor. Cool. Woo! Uh, we, should, we should probably get out of here before uh, we... we... Adjust the temperature too much. He's a good plan. McCool leads you back out. Some of the Swinubs start to go after you because they smell Charlie's berries. But out. <laughs> no, stay back. <laughs> Once you go through kind of around the bend, they stop and go back to their herd. So again, I'm glad it was your group that I found to help with this. That may be the last time you can see these come on in their habitats. Why do you say that? Uh, the Chen... The, I apologize. The 
heads of the region, the Elite Four and the Champion, have recently voted to allow a more direct uh, excavating path in oh, no. of the Crystal Caverns. Uh, allowing for uh, more process back and forth, a, a much more clear-cut and straight path from low keep to high keep. This is sensible, of course, but I am concerned with the delicate nature of many habitats. I came up to see if I could lobby, but it seems that the vote has already been passed. Oh, no. There's no chance that they could uh, be relocated before they're discovered? I do not know where they would be relocated to. I would prefer them not to be relocated to a lab. No, I don't want well, that. Labs aren't that bad, but not ever. <laughs> uh, you have yet to enter the chan- the channery of the region. I'm sure that you know, that is the march of progress. I suppose some things become sacrificed for the sake of the future. Well, if you got such a problem with it, why don't you just stand your ground and fight against them? <laughs> don't you think that's more used for the younger generations? Perhaps you're right, though. We'll see what I can do to stand and fight. But I should be taking care of my other duties as well. Uh, he checks his watch and it's like, oh, it should be maybe a day's travel, maybe a little more to Loki. All right, we're almost there. Uh, north, northwest of this area here, probably a little farther west at this point. But best of luck on your journeys, and if you like. Uh, I, I probably should take those coats back, I suppose. I suppose we should we should not keep them. I mean, they aren't really comfortable <laughs> and... and Really nice, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy wearing Professor it. Professor Sneeze, are you trying to extort someone? <laughs> no, no, of course what not. What a thought! You're supposed to be our role model, old man. Some would say I am the moral compass and heart of the group. <sighs> McCool, what are we supposed to do with this guy? If you do like them enough, I suppose you can keep them. No, no, please, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't demand. But I should be on my way. Um, as he's talking, uh, he, the ancient parasect that you saw before kind of emerges from the trees and walks mm-hmm. over to him. Yes, should be traveling on my way at this point, but I wish you luck on your journeys and that's all of the different questions and answers you come to find satisfactory conclusions for you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> Wait, are we really only getting codes out of this? We got Pokemon too. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but like... This is an ancient tradition of the village. They have no money to continue it. They continue it as part of their as as part of their duty. But think think about the experience that we had. I mean, this was a really great experience. Oh, it's all in the journey. <laughs> oh yeah, experience. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good milestone for our characters. <laughs> I, I am sorry to say this, but given. How things are going here? Perhaps we can meet again under nicer circumstances. That, but ah, oh. never mind. It's just an old man's ramblings. Best of luck on your journeys. Oh. And McCool walks away. Okay. Hey, dude, we got you. Bye. And that's all the time we have for this week. McCool's weird. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradioorg slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at PokeRollPodcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter, at Tapestry Radio, and check out some of our other shows at tapestryradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W. for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter, at PokeRollNick.
I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And uh, just come and hang out with us in the Discord and in the, the Taproom on Facebook. We've had a handful of people join recently, and we greatly, greatly appreciate you folks. So, yeah, come. come. Right now, we're sharing lots of pictures of pets. So if you want to see our pets <laughs> and our community's pets, uh, you will either need to dig through our general conversation or just ask us to post them. So, but come see our pets. Yes, come check them out. Uh, I'm Michael. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. So check me out there and uh, in that Discord and tap room, uh, as well as the other Tapestry Radio shows. And I'm Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8 and those other places previously mentioned. You can follow me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyelid. That's Behind Your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokerollpodcasts, and get some sweet rewards. We have someone else that we need to shout out. Michael, who is our, our new friend, Michael? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, we have a, a new uh, patron. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mitch Grabowski. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes, thank you so much. That was uh, that's greatly appreciated. We uh, we really appreciate everything that our patrons do for us, and I'm glad that uh, that you've chosen to join. Yeah, it's re- I, I still find it amazing that uh, people listen to a handful of episodes. I think he said it was around like episode 17, or probably maybe on 20 by now. He's like, yeah, let's throw some money at these people. So, thank you. Right? Like, that's insane. (laughs) Well, special thanks to our patrons, then. Uh, Dr. Audino, Gregory Lopez, David Harshman, Rob, Alex Abram, Nathan Jester, DGZ, Froxus, Legendary, Malachi Porter, and Mitch Grabowski. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Next time on Pokemon Rollout. The trainers finally reach Loki, but what they find is not what they expected, or hoped. What is waiting for them at the border between the Chan and the D? How will they deal with it? And what will happen next? Find out next time on Pokemon Rollout. <laughs> I know wait, the wait. feeling. Who's who's this Erda? Like, did you catch a Pokemon and not tell us, Professor Sneeze? <laughs> oh yeah, it's this hound hour behind me, barking at the meowth on my shoulder. You have avoided the hound hour side quest this entire time. Ooh, does yes. Um, oof, but wait. Um, ugh. all right. Uh, ugh. I'm I'm distressed because in, in Lydia's time she put uh, uh, five colon seven. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's not a real time. That doesn't work. Yeah. Can you hear us, Lydia? I cannot hear. Lydia. No. Yeah, I cannot hear Lydia. She so those she could hear us. No, oh, got it. There's a comma in there. Oh, Lydia.
Except, can you hear us, Lydia? No matter if you put a comment in there or not, it's still... No, can you hear... I heard, can you hear Lydia? Yes. Uh, oh, yep, she's back. So, oh, wait. Okay, yeah, here she comes. Here. Lydia. Oh, that's right. I closed the door. <laughs> no. Ah, oh, she was taking her cat. Okay. What's happening? She, she was corralling her cat <laughs> into her room. Come on. This is gonna be some great content. <laughs> right here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Blooper. Yes, okay. So, one word story seems like a good idea once Lydia uh, yeah. successfully crossed. <laughs> also, I need to know what the time of 5 colon 7 is. <laughs> I'm guessing it's 5 minutes and 7 seconds, but. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's supposed to be like 57 seconds, like she wasn't back for that long. True. I don't know. We don't know, we have to know. I can't wait until that cat is fat enough so I can hear it. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for my children to, to gain that weight, so, you know. <laughs> Lydia. What's your time? Lydia. Lydia. What's your time? What? They, don't, they don't understand 5 colon 7. I don't know how you guys set this up. Five, five. I don't know how I set this up. Do we need now. to clap again? Um, is it five minutes and seven seconds, or is it or, five minutes? Do, do we need to take? Is it six to, minutes and ten seconds? I don't know. Do we need to take a moment and teach Lydia how to uh, tell time? No, I know how to do it. <laughs> I'm just off because I had to restart. <laughs> what does five colon seven mean? Let's just clap again. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> just, just the utter fear and confusion that the three of you have of five colon seven <laughs> is great to me. Everybody's doing it different. You know what like. <laughs> 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 Okay, see, like, you guys have 3333, and I, okay, I did not mean to write down five minutes and seven seconds, because that's, that is inaccurate. Well, that's also not how you do it. <laughs> there needs to be a zero in there, it's five, five minutes, five minutes, seven like, seconds. like, 507, they would have had no problem, but five colon seven is somehow eldritch. <laughs> But it's not the real time. You guys are looking too deep into this. There you go. Here, let me just, let me just. There, are you happy? No, no, no. That because it means that means five seconds. Oh my god. That means five. Five seconds. Five oh seven is five. Five oh seven. No, no, since it's such a concern, please enlighten me. I, like, I swear there's a new Pokemon in there somewhere. Like, the thing that got me with that was not the confusion, because maybe that was confusing for you guys. It was the fear that both like Michael and Paul were reacting to Michael and Seven. Are we clapping again? Yeah. Let's just clap again. Then you guys can judge me all over again. <laughs> Wonderful. We were judging you. I'm just confused. Let's clap again. <laughs> There's confusion. I'm so confused.
Okay. Bugs and cats right. living together. Three, two, one. Oh shoot, I wasn't looking at the time! <laughs> <laughs> Alright! You're doing it on purpose! Here we go, <laughs> let's fuck for a third time! Uh, okay. Wait, we're supposed to count. <laughs> yes, we count them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright. We're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> We're cursed. We need a longer whooper reel. We just need to have like a separate one for this episode. <laughs> the uh, pa Patreon bonus. Everything else is incidental. Patreon bonus. <laughs> Patreon bonus. They can get like 39 minutes of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. It depends on how I write it down, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have just. Seven in that place. <laughs> oh my gosh! You're thinking about it too much. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. I'm just scared to write it down now. No, just fine. <laughs> Is that acceptable? Is that, that alright? That's, that's yes. that comforts me. Okay. Uh, Paul, what do you mean by slightly delayed? Uh, it's uh, different now. Don't worry about it. Okay. I don't know. The way that you wrote it's got me <laughs> shook. <laughs> Where those parentheses were placed, I just don't even know anymore. You multiply how many? I did. That, that's accurate. Yep. That's accurate. Oh, oh my gosh. Great. Great. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm. There are literal tears. Tears in my eyes right now. All right, I think we're ready. Let's, let's do it. Cry. Literal tears in my eyes from how hard I'm laughing. <laughs> God, oh, I feel you. I'm there too. <laughs> we have to go oh to God. the old lady's birthday party. Yes, we have to go to Florence's birthday. Florence, yes, that's her name. Not the direction uh, you were going. You're anywhere near. You already going, left that town. We're going away from Florence. Just watch. There's a there's a timeline in here somewhere where Lily is editing this. She typed in five colon seven, and she's looking. What the heck did I type back then? <laughs> <laughs> there is a timeline where that occurs. Okay, Mr. Gus, can you say Pokemon rollout one more time? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Pokemon rollout. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Very much. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. The end. All right. Oh, you want the headphones on you? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Ready? Say it real big. Pokemon rollout! Oh, you want it on your ears. Okay, ready? Pokemon rollout! You do it. Oh, you want me to play the song, play the sound for you? Yes, yeah. you have to say Pokemon You had to say it. No. Say it loud, so then you can listen to it. Say, Pokemon Rollout! Pokemon Try it again. No! Please! No, it. Please do it again. No. Oh. I'll do it. <gasps> Daddy will do it. Ready? Pokemon Rollout! Can you, no. can Gus do it? No. No? No, I want me to do it. Pokemon roll out. No. Now Gus's turn. No. 
largest. Okay, then we had to take the headphones off. No. Will you say it for watermelons? No. No? You won't say it for watermelons? Yes. Okay. Say Pokemon roll out. No, Netflix. It's not for Netflix. This is for I know. This is for Pokemon Rollout. Can we watch Pokemon Rollout on Netflix? Thank you. Pokemon Roll Flix. Yeah. Yeah, Pokemon Roll Flix? Yeah, Pokemon Rollout on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, on Netflix. On Netflix? Yeah, right. on Netflix. That's a good idea. Right there. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll work on getting it to Netflix. There. There. I, I don't know if that'll happen. Hmm. Okay, bye, friends. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From our fancy to yours.